0: Read through twenty four fourteen. I don't need this, so I'll put it here. Just uh, before we start, just uh, keep praying for the people that you don't see. There's still a lot of people that are sick, and so pray for them as well. Uh, that they will be healthy again. Maybe also even call them and uh, ask if there's something you can do or uh, encourage them by that you are praying for them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's read together, and then we'll talk about what it says. Uh, Can somebody place the cursor in so I can use this thing? It was not for you, Dean. If you Yes. Thank you. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you were not willing. See your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you you will not see me again. Until you say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Um my Lili. Scroll Jesus left the temple and was going away when the disciples came to the point to point out the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, See, you see all these things, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat thank you, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. And these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put to death, and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And many will fall away, and betray one another, and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and leads, lead astray, lead many astray. And because of lawlessness will be increased. The love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. if I had more uh, brain capacity we would uh, we would take a lot more because the next uh, few times we'll be talking about some of the same things I just I uh, <laughs> I tried one time and it was just too much and I w- got some response from one of our guests that it was too much text and so we'll take a smaller part and then we'll just go through it little by little um, as Sartre was talking about some of the things was that Jesus has just last week he has ended this um, he's ended these woes against the Pharisees, where he points out all the things that they are doing they shouldn't be doing. Like it's the, it was the reverse of the Sermon of the Mount. It was you all look fine on the outside, but on the inside you're rotten and full of greed and and uh, uh, selfishness and all those things. So he had uh, so he had uh, so he had just done that. But then in the first part here, he switches a little bit. Uh, also like he talked about and talks about why, why is it that you continue to reject uh, me? You are the people that was chosen and this city was chosen and, and you continue to kill the prophets and stone the people that were sent to you. And then Jesus, as I, we have talked a lot about in Matthew, he uses a picture of who God is. And he uses a bird that would gather its, uh, its yes, those things, uh, birds, the small birds <laughs> under it and protect them. And then God was saying, this is what I was trying to do, but you didn't want that. You are just running away from it. And and then the um, the pronouncement then comes of what happens when they continuously rebel against God and sa- and kill His prophets, and now there will be a, this time where John has been rejected and Jesus will be rejected, and God will then say, "Well, now you have rejected all of these, and you will now be judged." And so instead of safety and protection in God, running away from God, rebelling against God, and actually killing the people he's sending uh, to call them back, Um, will create the opposite. And so I think I have this Uh, thing here. this one was coming here so this guy is talking about what it means to because I was like so Jesus uses metaphors that makes a lot of sense if you live in that culture so, so I didn't even know what small, small birds were, was called uh, but so he's uh, talking about this that he's talking about the Lord's protection uh, and, and uh, how they reject that and then Jesus he comes and says you've done that um you've rejected God's protection. you've rejected me, and he's actually what like this a commentator saying like Jesus is then also claiming to be God and how they are continuing to reject God and then uh, also the references that are up there there were those how uh, also about how the bird metaphor is used um I think there's another one there. no no technical. No, because that's not my son. Awesome. Yes, that's what I couldn't find. Okay, so d- <laughs> so if you look, if we look uh, back in time, the some of the prophets has also said that this would happen. Um, And some of the references are uh, Jumaya and other people who are saying about what would happen if the God's people continue to reject him um, and that the place would be laid uh, desolate. Yeah, that's kind of what that is. All right. But then then Jesus says this odd thing. That's actually in the, in 38, if we go back to 38. He says this odd thing that seemed like it just happened. Uh, for I tell you, you won't see him again until you said, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so <coughs> Jesus has been quoting this Psalm 118, and he's done it, th- I think this is the third or fourth time that he's done this. But it was also what the people said, three, four days before when he was coming in. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. So when I came to him, I was like, didn't they just do that? <coughs> and aren't they seeing him now? And aren't they going to see him again when they kill him and so on? But Jesus, Jesus is, I'm thinking, he's saying, well, you, you continue to reject who I am. And you don't believe that I have come from God. So, I won't return until that will be the case. Um, but it's really, it's really good to I think uh, ponder and to think about some one. Eighty eighteen, because I wrote wrong here. I said one eighty eight. That's not that Uh And just see about okay. What? How does this all play out? He he talks about it to the Pharisees. He references himself. Other people talk about it. It's one of those psalms that's called a messianic psalm. And also, if you read the rest, is that the Lord will be and will have victory. So it's not that everything ends with the, with with the destruction. There is still hope. Um, and there's hope for the ones that continue to have hope in God now after Jesus pronounces this uh, this to the just to the people he's talking to the say Disab- disciples are maybe not listening so carefully, or something, <laughs> because they are they are struck by the buildings and how beautiful they are. And I had a picture which I forgot to put on. Uh, right at the right at the end of the we have the temple here, and right at the end, it, it is uh, said by some people that, that is the biggest, that is the largest structure at this point in time in the world. So you could say that maybe it is impressive. Uh, It's a huge building with 66, a lot of columns and stuff. And so maybe it's not so, uh, we can sometimes look at the temple, not the temple, but the, what they call the disciples and be like, why do you think about this? And why do you think about this? Maybe it it could be, I mean, it probably is pretty impressive. It it is the largest structure. And and they kind of pointed out to Jesus like, wow, look at all those buildings. Uh, and so there's the temple and then there's all the other buildings uh, around there um, and they point that out to Jesus but Jesus just said that yeah, what did he just say because <laughs> then he clarifies a little bit to the, to the disciples and said um, you see all those buildings they're all going to be torn apart nothing is going to be left not even when one stone and then the disciples they don't they don't automatically react and start asking him questions, but but just in a little while as they get out of town, they will come to him and ask him about well, what do you mean, and how is all this going to happen? So there, Jesus is going to reference that all those great buildings, like they will be torn apart and and turned into rubble. And as I was. I was contemplating this and thinking about this. Yes, even the greatest things that men build that will not last. Um, and just something to consider about it doesn't matter. I, I was just looking. <laughs> there's nothing to do with it exactly. Okay. <laughs> but I was looking at the largest building in the world because I was watching golf, and so they have a huge tower. It's like I don't know what they do for it for. I'm, I'm not going to the top of that tower. But, but it's like we can make these accomplishments as humans, but they aren't really going to last. And and so if we had, to, I know this is a long time ago, but the most the biggest structure in the world uh, gets destroyed. So whatever we humans by our own power and will build maybe not exactly be the point of our lives Um, but that's not really but what Jesus is uh, predicting there is most people would say is that Jerusalem is going to be destroyed uh, in 70 AD and all these things will be torn apart then the fast listener was say, but don't, isn't there a part of the wailing wall? Yes, but that's kind of the foundation of where things were built. So the things on the top were all leveled. Um, but as they come out of town, uh, the disciples, uh <coughs> the disciples are going to go and ask Jesus, okay, so, and, and this is also one of the curious things, because with what do wh- I'm just thinking, what is it that they know at this point in time, the disciples? So they've been getting Jesus wrong for most of the time, but now some th- it seems like they know some things that uh, because now they're going to ask about tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? So we can say, okay, okay, it doesn't seem like they've understood that he's going to die. Maybe they have, I don't know. But at least they somehow understand that he's going to go away and come back, or maybe they're not going to accomplish everything here now. Um, But they're saying, okay, you're going to come, and then everything is going to end they're also going to ask about that in the first book of Acts we talked about. It. Are you going to set, uh, set up the kingdom now after he resurrects? So it's definitely something that's on their mind. And they would also like to know, like, can you tell us when these things are going to happen? And then as Jesus does many times in Matthew, <laughs> he doesn't respond with the answer. In this case, he responds with a bunch of warnings. he started describing what things would look like and what's going to happen before he's going to come back and so one of the things that i was <laughs> one of the things i was struck about is that like the last slide. for many will come in my name and say i am the christ and they will lead many astray and i just thought surely there can't be a lot of people who, who's going to do that it, it it's going to be so obvious like like you know if you tell me you're Jesus I'll be like ah no you're not Uh, because uh, the Bible clearly says I will I will clearly know when Jesus comes back but (laughs) the internet was against me (laughs) okay this is uh, oh it was way bad up there so I go on the internet uh, and I knew I knew there were two I knew there were two people claiming to be it in South South Korea I already knew that before I started researching so I knew two people were saying that they were Christ or better uh, this is a, this is some of the worst false teaching that I have ever. It just, even if I think it like, it just seems so obviously stupid to say that you are Jesus or better. Um, but that it has not <laughs> that does not pull hold people back. And I was uh, surprised to know that at least forty five people <laughs> in the last uh, couple of hundred years has claimed to be Christ or better. Uh, so. So I was just like, uh, you can find the whole list uh, on Wikipedia, and and so right now there are people. Yeah, there's, um, there's one. The last one on the on the list then did seek some help for their mental health. I thought that was a good call. Uh, but the, there are people in charge of so-called churches that uh, that are saying that they are Christ. And some are even saying that uh, you shouldn't believe in Jesus, but you should believe in them. And that's how salvation comes. And that's like the first part up there. The Shenzhen Church, Li Han Li. And then it just gets worse and worse uh, as you go down. The World, Mission, Society, Church of God. Uh, they believe that they are part of the Trinity. So the husband is uh, God and she is the Godmother, And it's just, it is a false teaching on a level of uh, craziness of where people actually claim to be Jesus, Christ come back. uh, And I, you know, I didn't even have fantasy to think about that before I started started thinking about it, before I started reaching, like who would be so... I mean, but, but what saddens me is also what Jesus says. They will lead many astray. Some of those churches are massive. It's thousands of people. And so, what I thought was like nobody would believe this. Unfortunately, some people do. And these people are leading people astray. Uh, Which I think is really, really sad. Uh, And something to always be careful about. And not to fall for those tricks. It's the same thing with... uh, It's the same thing with people when they... (laughs) Continuously claim that they have the date of when the world will end and when Jesus comes back, although Jesus clearly teaches more than once that no one knows. And it's it's interesting of how even my non non-believers friends would say that's ridiculous. It's like I can just say yes, it is because nobody knows. I guess it's I guess it's like five ten years ago there was some. I saw a poster in town <laughs> on a thing. Hey, come and party because the world is going to end. And I hadn't even followed the crazy weird things on the internet where this person had c- proclaimed again that the world was going to end. But some of my soccer people, they knew. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, this weirdo person that, or this person that said the world will end. I was like, well, then we are sure that the world's not going to end that day. Uh, but uh, it's just... <laughs> So what is Jesus doing here? Okay, he's preparing the people to be aware. Many will come and say that I am He I am me, and they will lead many people astray. So the warnings are the same. Uh, for us, like don't be taken back by somebody coming and saying they're Jesus. They aren't. Um, and I think I've said it a few times the it was this example somebody said about fake, fake money and fake, uh, fake checks. You, we have to know what we have to know and feel what the real thing is. So the more we know the real Christ, we will never fall for the false copy. So for us, it's about continuing to get to know Jesus more and more and more and more and more and more. So it's obvious for us that when somebody comes and says something crazy, we're like, "No, you don't. You're not even. You're not even nothing like that." And so that's an important thing, and important to take to just continue. To, that's why we need to get to know Jesus more and more. Also, also to crea- create cr- increase our joy and satisfaction in who He is, but also so we can just spot the things that are. That are not r- that's not true, and that goes with all false teaching, like crazy preachers saying all sorts of things uh not to be fooled by those we have to know who Jesus is, and we have to know the Word of God uh, then Jesus starts to uh, describe other things and and some of the things that w- maybe we're not su- surprised. To hear about, there will be rumors of wars. I think what he says now is like, but don't be alarmed. So he warns them first. He says there will also be wars, and he says like, don't be alarmed. This will be what's going to happen. Don't be alarmed. This must take place. Um, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will also be famines. There will be earthquakes in various places. All these things are but the beginning of the birth pains. Uh, we talked about it if, uh, uh, randomly, I think, after the Bible study. There was a few people left, and they were describing the metaphor of a child, uh, what do you call it, of giving birth. Um, because what is a, um, the thing about giving birth is it's not something that happens instantly. And so if you know it's the beginning of the birth... It's actually going to it it some like our first kid it took like twenty hours. <coughs> you can ask my wife she thought that was a very long time uh, so what Jesus is saying that when these things happen it 's going to take a while before it would it it, before i 'm going to come back so again don 't be surprised when people are going to tell. going to try to come and say they're me don't be scared when there's going to be when there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and kingdoms rising against kingdoms because that's the beginning of the end And then then Jesus starts talking about how how they will also suffer. And he already talked about this in chapter 10. They will deliver you to be tribulation and to be put to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my sake. So he had already prepared them in chapter 10. That people were going to deliver them up to Judgment and they will be put to death. And then the second part also is doesn't sound so good, that many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And that many, f- in the verse uh, 11, and many false prophets will arise and lead many people astray. so the thing when I was talking about just, just that part is like we we also need to be able to always like what he's saying what Jesus is saying be aware well first they're going to come and say that they're me then we have have all these things and then we're going to have you be delivered up and put to death and hated by people and many of you are going to fall away and you're going to be hated by many people and then on top of that many people who are speaking false things will arise and also lead many people astray so he's calling for in all this it's a warning a calling to be aware of what's going to happen to be aware that people who make all sorts of claims also even prepare them for for things that's going to happen that they will also test the spirits as Paul talks about you can't trust everyone test whether they are from God and today I think just like the first w- just like the other things it's like be careful when s- people say exactly what you want to hear. Today, I think sometimes it's, <coughs> depending, different uh, warpings of the gospel is that, oh yeah, of course you will be rich and healthy and have no problems. Um, there will be no war, uh, you don't need to worry um There'll be no famines, There'll be no reason for you to repent. You're good. Just trust yourself. You know, follow your heart, and and just find the good inside of you. That's what you need to do. Uh, you can be all you want. Just trust uh, yourself, and then God will make you great. So, false teachers are often, uh, false teachers and false prophets are often bound um, on the inside, kind of like what the Pharisees also by money sex gluttony and pride and getting things for themselves and there's no real love for God they're probably even working for the evil one and there's definitely no intention to living for his glory but only their own sometimes we see it obviously on the internet and other places some of you maybe have unfortunately even uh, what do you call it? experienced this the people are very f- false and live for themselves. That's why it's so important to know the real Jesus and the people who want to live for him. Because the devil and the world and, and people's pride are willing to give you everything, everything you want to keep you from living for Jesus. Because the other things aren't real life and they aren't freedom in Jesus. And as Jesus said you, you, can, you may gain everything, but what is that worth if you lose your soul? That's from uh, Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 16. <coughs> if somebody teaches against Jesus, or as those strange people uh, that are living now say that they are better than Jesus, that person is a false teacher and a false prophet. They should not be trusted or followed at all. Then, in the last verse, uh, verse twelve. Um, I was looking at it be like, <coughs> because of increased lawlessness, many will grow cold and stop loving God. I don't know about you, but I I do think I have experienced some of this lately. just just the number of people that have been sick lately or people that are hurting uh, people that come and say horrible things have happened to them Uh, we see it easily in people dying it's like the wars deception, lies relational uh, problems conflicts and I don't know about you but I I don't know I, I think sometimes I do get overwhelmed by it and get sad or down. And I think that's where Jesus is trying to prepare us because uh, living in this world, this will happen a lot to us. Yes, there's going to be many great moments of worship in Jesus and also about um, great things. But we also see a lot of horrible things happen. And we'll be like, God, why do you let lawlessness reign. Why would you let these things happen? And I can just, you know, what Jesus is saying here is all these things can have us grow cold and we will lose the love for God and people. So sin and uh distra- sin and the things that happen to us can it's a real thing. And I, I, I think some of you have actually already seen this. Maybe it's not in you, but you know people who don't follow God. And maybe they grew up in, in church and something happened that they don't follow anymore. There's also other things where people... <sighs> where something happens and people are like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. If if this is what it's like to follow, I don't want to. And every time we have these things, I would I keep rem- being reminded when we went through Job of all these things that happened to Job and all these questions and all the things where he said like, "But God, you are not you are not being just like you you are letting the evil people live." And his friend would comfort him all the time and say, no, no, don't worry, they will be punished. Yeah, but I can't see that. So I don't know about you, but I, I just recently, I, I definitely needed to hear this. It be like, you well, know, you you live in a place where where we have a broken world where it can be easy to fall into the same grumbling and complaining against God and other people that, that we we might actually lose the joy we have in Jesus. And I think, again, for I'm preaching also to myself again, knowing Jesus so much better will will help us in not falling for this either. That we won't fall into <coughs> the temptations of of saying, "Well, this is so broken. It can't, what, what is what is happening? Like, it this cannot be." The classic thing is like, "Why would I follow after God if all these bad things happen?" Yeah, but I think again, the answer would be the opposite. Would be to know the real Jesus. To also, what what was saying, like when he when Jesus from the cross says like. Forgive them. They don't know what they do. And just being reminded about ourselves, how we have also rebelled against God and, and done many unrighteous things, but he was again able to to go on the cross to die so that we can be set free from our lawlessness, rebellion. And I wrote here that That whatever evil and brokenness we may see and experience, if we understand rightly the glory of Christ, it will make it all seem like nothing. That's easy for you to say, because I am in this situation. Yes, I, I, I get it. I understand. But I'll still contend for my own heart as well that maybe it's because I have a too small view of who Jesus is and what He has done. Because Christ provided in his life and his death And his shed blood In his resurrection And the love that John talks about in John 3.16 If that's growing in us every day And it's all consuming And it's the value we really hold on to And hold on to Christ by the Holy Spirit So we know Jesus so deeply not that we just know about Him but we really know Him. All parts of us. Also the parts that are difficult the parts in us that are deep and dark the places we do think is unlovable but do we believe that God really knows us there? The one song said Which is such a powerful, it's in the second part where it says, You know the depths of my heart, but you love me the same. And God has to be pretty amazing to be able to do that because we know what's in our depths of our hearts. But do we believe that? Do we really know Jesus? And do we really believe that we are fully known? And therefore, when God provides for us a Savior, it is not a picture of what we think God wants us to be, but He does it right as what we are at that moment. And then we can rest in God is not saying, I love you when you are such and such. No, I loved you when you were my enemy, and when you were more terrible than you thought you were so why is that good well that's good news because if we have been loved so much then we need to hold on to not letting that love go and I think I I wrote somewhere that God shows us his love for us while he sends Jesus, so we can know who god who He is, because Jesus is the exact imprint of who God is, because if we just think Jesus is a nice symbol of a religious person, then I don't think we totally understand to who then we don't really understand who Jesus is we see who God is in Jesus and maybe I'm naive but I think (laughs) that if we really see that then the the way when we see brokenness and evilness lawlessness winning we can get all despaired and grow cold but this is what I was looking for but if we were all together changed by being loved by and known by God in body, mind, spirit that we are new creation in Christ's love and we daily walk in this and increase in this increasing in this understanding of the mercy of God and God's love for us the redeemer God that comes after us that hope is not set on anything else than Him. He's the firm foundation. That is about a relationship, a father to his children, near, kind, just, righteous, setting our eyes on what is above. I think then the relationship is different, and it might, it should not be conti- contingent on what happens around us, but on the relationship. In the 13 it says uh, that's the next one but the one who endeared, endures to the end will be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come and so but the one who endures to the end will be saved so if we just talked about what does it mean to be able to endure, well we need, really need to get, we really need to understand who God, who Jesus is, and then for who God is. But uh, we can also maybe hear, just depending on what kind of personality type you have, is that, okay, it's all on me. Like, I got to, like, hold on really hard. I got to be in really good shape so I can endure to the end. Well I think just as our faith is by, we're saved by grace through faith and it's the work of God I I, I do believe that us understanding and also even understanding who Jesus is is also the work of God and so Jesus is encouraging them first warning them then he's saying what's going to happen he says like endure, endure I do believe he's going to be with there's not be a little bit like, it's going to be all about me doing it. Because that seems to be opposite of the other things that he's been teaching. Then there's the great hope. And maybe also people saying, that's why Jesus hasn't come yet. Depending on... So, nations is the word, uh, because at this point you, you don't... We use nations because we understand what nations is, but it's actually ethnos. So it's ethnicities. So uh, w- nations aren't really nations like we understand until the 18th century, but more kingdoms spread out over different things. So if you think about a nation, maybe what you think about is like a nation state. Those things comes a lot later, like what they are made up by. So the encouragement here is that uh, this gospel of the kingdom will be came throughout the whole world as a testament to all nations so all ethnic groups and then the end will come so there's something about and there's something about this that gives great hope as well so Jesus is gonna say I warn you about I warn you about the people that's gonna come and say they're me I warn you about all the bad things that's gonna happen and I warn you about—you might have a tendency to grow cold because you're going to live through live in this. But there's this great hope that the good news of the gospel of the kingdom will be f- will be for everyone. So you say there's some hope there, and there's some encouragement there. That that not only the few people in this point in time there's like maybe maybe not very many people that have heard the good news they've heard that Jesus has come to make right uh, the things that have been wrong that there is actually a kingdom So what does this look like? Mm. Because I've been talking about this, about getting to know Jesus better. Getting to know him better so we do not be fooled by other people. Yeah, but what does it look like? How do you live your days? What do you do during your days? I've been trying to focus on, like, what if I'm just... uh, What if I'm just like what if I just do simple obedience? Like simple the things I know that I should do. So it's not like oh I have to figure out what the whole Bible says and do all of it. Okay, but what what about just starting with where I am? Starting to live out the things I know. Starting to give out all my days and all my time to Jesus and ask, okay, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? And I think that, that would help us grow in Christ little by little every day, because we don't know when the end comes. And, and nobody else knows either. But what I don't like is when people excuse and make excuses and say like, "Well, Jesus is probably not going to come back in my time, but you don't know that so it can't be an excuse and also because the writers of the gospel and the writers of the New Testament they all emphasize it's going to happen soon Peter then writes a letter when there are people mocking him saying that Jesus hadn't come back and tries to explain a little bit about well soon may, maybe be a little more uh, different because God has, might have a different view of what, soo- uh, what soon is but there's something about living our lives out, and I don't want to sound like this um, uh, motivational uh, speaker where you should live the la- you should live your life as it is the last day. But there is something to it because if we don't know our days and we don't know the people around us days, then there's some things about like we don't know if we are going to continue to get the same opportunities to share and to encourage people. So there's something about, well, what if simple obedience is doing those things every day? So we can't be like, well, we don't know when the end will be, so therefore we don't have to be, um, we don't have to live in a a sense of urgency. But I do think that's what the writers of, of the New Testament, they do have a sense of urgency. And so I'm wondering... Or I'm thinking that we should have the same. That we actually take seriously our lives and that we actually are asking God what what should we do? And how would we do it? And that we have a great hope. That Jesus uh, prepares his disciples for what's going to happen to them, and that that he also shows us in his life, his death, and his resurrection who he is. And then we we know that well we are are as the our hope is also now the blessed hope that he returns to make all things right that uh, that what Genesis thir- 3 promised, that there will become someone, someone to crush the head of the serpent, that things will be returned to shalom, that all the things that we might, that Jesus says we might fall away because we are so concerned, like so caught up with all the things that are not working, those things will be made right. All things will be perfectly justly judged and Jesus will re- rule So then, we have seen that Jesus pronounces the destruction of Jerusalem, which then happened in 70, 80. But all all is future. At this point, the, Jesus, the people don't know when these things are going to happen, but we can see some of it in history. Then Jesus goes out, and he says that's going to happen. Then he also is going to say, Hey, don't believe the people that say that I have already come. He's going to say next time, it will be obvious when I come. Um... There's going to be wars. Don't be alarmed. It's just the beginning. Nation against nation. Earthquakes, famines. Persecution. There's going to be a tendency for you to fall away. Hold on to who I am. The good news will go to the end of the earth. That's the hope we have to give everyone. The hope of Jesus making all things new. Because if we are in Jesus, under his body and his work, he will do the work in us, keeping us, helping us, holding us, letting us endure. So, therefore, let's have our eyes fixed on Jesus and daily take up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow Jesus. Because nothing in this world will be compared with the price of Jesus. Restore relationship, restore relationship with God, adoption into God's family. So let's live a life like that every day. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for thank you for who you are, all the things that you do. Lord Jesus, you know exactly, you know exactly what it's like to be here, and you know injustice more than anyone. You know sadness and grief. We 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 read about it, and and so uh, you understand. Um, Thank you for warning your disciples. Thank you for encouraging us with the words as well. Uh, We can see all this brokenness around us, but Lord, help us that our hope is in you. That you're restoring all things. And making all things. new. But I want just I want to pray for all the people that are still sick and struggling in different ways. Lord, does also just people we haven't seen in a really long time. Um, pray you would uh, help us to creatively contact those people and and encourage them as well to come into fellowship again. And and also for us here Lord you Lord you know how every person came in here today you know whether we are just super excited about who you are and 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 just know you deeply and strongly and 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 that's great and you also know some are just struggling right now with whether where we are at whether it's believing that you are who you are or maybe just you know God you know where people are, and I ask that you would meet us there by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I ask that you would help us to to continue to be overwhelmed with who you are. I pray you would teach us and remind us, Holy Spirit, from the things that, that Jesus has taught. Encourage us. Help us, we ask that. Help us to live it out. Help us to be what you call us to be as a, as a body of believers, a new creation, and and that we will be part of bringing your news to all the world. And we thank you for doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Just before uh, the benediction, I just want to, if you are free and you on t- Tuesday and you want to come just come talk to me afterwards for the student orientation at the university then we can just figure out how to uh, when we are going there and uh, so I encourage you to do that and also we can really use your help and you to be host on Saturday for the new students I can't believe it's already now I think the time has gone so fast <laughs> so we're going to have welcome to Olbo here on Saturday so uh, please come and participate in that as well All right, let's rise and and we'll read from Jude. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. We're going to have pasta today, so you're welcome to come and have some pastas.